You're listening to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I'm your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. In this show, we explore Bella Figura, the art of beautifying all facets of your life, with a focus on heritage as a means to do so. In each episode, I talk to designers, writers, fashion bloggers, healers, and others from various ethnic backgrounds about what I call the holy, the elemental, and the majesty, their culture's spiritual style, its principal values, and their lineage and family stories, all in a straight talk manner with minimal woo-woo. Join me in spiritual conversations for the rest of us. Your heritage is your superpower. Learn how to wield it. Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. And as promised, I have my last and final episode that I wanted to air, which I recorded um, earlier this year over the summer, probably late summer, this episode, and wanted to publish before this year ends. So I'm just trying to wrap up 2020 and move into 2021 with a renewed sense of excitement and inspiration and focus in my work, in my heart, and in my life. So this is part of my process, my part of my ritual of doing that. And it's a terrific episode to end 2020 on, that is for sure. This conversation with Lisa DiCicco Cahu, known as Lisa D or Lisa D NYC on Instagram, where she is very popular, was epic. As I said, it was recorded over the summer during quarantine. And Lisa and I talked about motherhood, fashion, entrepreneurship, and sexuality as if we were old friends who had known each other since high school. She has an infectiously beautiful personality and is amazingly down to earth while simultaneously being physically stunning and gorgeously dressed. I know, you think you'd hate her, (laughs) but you'll love her. So more on Lisa in a minute here. So want to announce that I've started a YouTube channel. It's also titled Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I'm very excited about this. It's definitely a direction that I've been wanting to move in for several years now. So I'm hoping 2021, new start. This, this can be a new platform and a new medium for me. And I, I'm just basically wanting to make films, movies, videos that just expand on the things that we talk about in this podcast. So rituals, families, ancestors, things like that, the the majesty, the elemental and the holy spiritual life for the rest of us. So please check me out. Just uh, head over to YouTube and search Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I do have two videos up there as of this recording. One is a Christmas video and the other one is a video I actually originally posted on Instagram, but I went ahead and uploaded it to YouTube as well, titled How to Clean an Altar. So visit subscribe, and I hope that you will enjoy a kind of concurrent platform to this podcast. Just want to thank everyone who's left a review on iTunes. If you haven't yet, please consider doing so. 
They are really helpful. Uh, these beautiful five star reviews are really helpful in getting the show out there and, you know, popping up in people's searches so that we can grow our community. I'm going to read a quick one here. This is from G Pinzati and she writes, well, I'm guessing it's a she, but it could be a he. I don't really know. So um, G. Panzati writes uh, with a beautiful five-star review, so impressed by this podcast. I really resonated with a lot of what was being shared. I love what the speaker Dolores says about heritage being a superpower. Very heartfelt. She gets into the spiritual in a very grounded way, and I really appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's definitely my angle here, getting into the spiritual in a grounded way. I love the way that that was put. So again, if you haven't left a review, please consider doing so. Also, please consider subscribing to the show. The episodes, the new episodes will be automatically downloaded every time they are posted. You can also find me on Instagram at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto. You can just type in Dolores Alfieri and I should pop up. Okay. So moving into this episode, I'm going to file this one under Bella Figura, (laughs) period. Not normally one of the categories I file under. Usually it's the holy, the elemental, and the majesty. But I just think Lisa is the epitome of Bella Figura. She's beautiful on the inside and the outside, always put together, takes care of her body and takes care of her business and her family. And really, that is such a huge part of Bella Figura, of living a beautiful life, of living a life where you treat yourself, your family, your home, your body with the respect it deserves and with the respect your ancestors deserve for bringing you into this world. Okay, let's hear a little bit more about Lisa here. Originally from Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, Lisa moved to New York City and attended Fashion Institute of Technology, where she graduated top of her class and received her bachelor's degree in fashion merchandising. She worked in numerous areas of the fashion industry, specifically in the fashion closet at Harper's Bazaar, as well as being an an assistant buyer. She has since been signed with Wilhelmina Ford and is currently represented by Elite Model Management. She has worked for designers such as ATM, Cynthia Rowley, Tom Brown, Rami Brooke, Rebecca Minkoff, and Protagonist. Maintaining the perfect minimalist street style and, quote, model off-duty, quote, looks, Lisa hosts her own blog, and in 2018, she became pregnant and now dedicates herself to her own business and raising her son, Sebastian, who is such a little cutie. (laughs) She's collaborated with some of the best designers in fashion, both as a model and an influencer. She had a successful capsule collection with Amazon, selling out many pieces in under 30 hours, and she hopes to one day have her own label. All right, let's jump into this conversation with Lisa, and I'll catch you on the other side. Lisa, welcome to Bella Figura. Thank you for having me. Ciao. It's so nice to be able to speak with you. I'm I'm very excited. I follow you on Instagram, of course, and you have like this terrifically outgoing personality. So I have a feeling we're gonna have a nice easy chat here. 
Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. It's so exciting. <laughs> We've been waiting for so long. And, it's true. Yes. It's true. I, you know, people, I don't always talk about the behind the scenes, but, um, you know, I get these great guests on, but it's not always easy. Everybody's schedules are so busy and so busy. Right. And I said, now, you know, people are home. So in some ways it's good, but there's also like that causes another craziness, right? Because you're, you have a son, totally. you're home with your husband. And so you're juggling. 100%. At the beginning, I actually thought I was going to get a lot more done, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'm forced to stay home. Here I am getting all this stuff done. And then the first week or two and the first month, I feel like I was like in the zone, like getting all this stuff done, working out, like all these things. <laughs> and then I was like, I got off of the zone and I was like, whoa, this is so overwhelming. Yeah. And then I think like the emotional roller coaster just kind of goes because it's like the same thing every day. And then trying to create content for my work inside, you're just kind of like, how many times am I going to shoot at the same spot? But again, this is like how it is. And you're just, yeah. There's a, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And your house becomes a an office if you have a spouse who's home. Yes. So it's like two offices. And if you two have a baby, offices. it's the baby's house. And then if you're working out, it's your gym. Gym, yeah. It, it gets crazy. It's everything. So it we're all doing crazy. our best. Yeah. But you're here. Yes. I'm looking at yeah, you and I'm, I'm really, here. really excited. So before we dive into, I'm sure, like tons of things, just to start with you telling me about your heritage and the people you come from. So I am first generation American. Mm -hmm. So my parents were born in Italy. My mom's mm -hmm. from a small town near Naples and my dad is a Buteza. So I speak Napoli Don and that's just a dialect that we speak in our home. I didn't know you that. Yeah. Yeah. This is so yes. exciting. Okay, go ahead. So exciting. <laughs> I didn't know so, that. And I always like, I don't know how you feel, but I'm always like when you go to Italy to visit, some people don't understand, like you, unless you go down south, they're like, right. what, what are you saying? So yeah. I didn't realize that until I visited Italy <laughs> yep. because everyone that I grew up around or whatever, they all spoke exactly like me. So I just never thought there was any other way. But of course, I get that. I call slang. Right. I call it like slang, like, cause it kind of is like yeah. slang. But anyway, so we grew up very Italian. Like I'm talking the, my mom cooked every meal. I call her like a gourmet chef. Like we didn't eat out. I know people think this is crazy, but you would probably understand. But like totally we did not it. eat out. <laughs> my dad like was the breadwinner. My mom stayed home. I mean, at the beginning before they had four kids, they started their business from scratch. So they came here with like zero dollars, mm. came here. They got married really young and they didn't have anything. So they really started from like the ground up and then had four kids and just built this life for themselves. But also it was just so great because the heritage played such a, an important role right. in just my life, just because it was so apparent. Like I just love the aspect of being Italian. I loved the family dynamic, even though it was crazy and loud and, you know, there was yeah, a lot of food I know. Time. Yeah. Um, wow. So I'm one of four as well. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. What, what, what is your birth order? I'm the third. You're so the I'm third. always like, yeah. And okay. I always think like I'm like the lucky three because like, I don't know for me, like, although I have to say there's been positives and negatives, but we'll get into all, all of it if you want, <laughs> but I could go, I could go really deep, really fast. But the third, it's just, 
you're not the first. Yes. <laughs> and you're not the last, which I think that those played the important roles in my in yeah. my family. Yeah. And since it was a lot of male dominance, those two were at the end. And then my sister and I are in the middle. Ah, okay. So we were just kind of grouped into the girls. So yeah, so that's kind of the way. So this is so exciting because I, I knew, of course, that you are like of, of Italian heritage, but I did not yeah. realize how Italian. I didn't. I oh, didn't, I'm really Italian. I didn't realize. And it's funny yeah. because I like always say like I should tell people that more yeah. often, but like I don't know how to be like, hey guys, I'm really <laughs> so I Italian. <laughs> I'm really Italian. Like I think. <laughs> and it's so funny because that's why we chose so my grandparents don't speak English. And mm. then my husband's family, he's Mexican and his mm. parents don't speak English. So because they had him really late. So they're around wow. the same age as like, not the same age, but around my grandparents. So they're from that generation. Mm. So those generations don't speak English. So right. we have now we speak like heritage and culture is so important in our home yes, that it's like I can imagine. Sebastian's name even came from that. Cause it's like, I, that was my favorite name, but Sebastiano in Italian and Sebastian in Spanish. So that all family members can say his name and he's learning all three languages, which oh, is like really whoa. important to us. Yeah. This is yeah, great. It's a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot, it's, but I'm laughing and I'm doing this smile because I knew you would be a great guest. But I didn't know all of that. I didn't realize oh, I, how much culture really was a part of your family. I know I, your husband being Mexican and his family yeah. being so connected still to that culture. That's incredible. Sebastian's going to be, oh my gosh, he's just going to grow up so dynamic. It's so dynamic, but also with like the really positive thing. I mean, I'm sure you know, because you're part of it, like it's lost right now. Like the, mm. those cultural things aren't really like in, I would say as much as like I grew up in that and right. I really truly believe in it for myself, my child. But I kind of feel like we live in like a little bubble almost because it's like n the cultures, like people shy away from their cultures. And I'm like, no, I want more culture. It gives you diversity because you yep. depth it. Like I want to meet people that are more cultural because that's why I like traveling, honestly. Like, cause I immerse myself. Like, I don't speak your language, but I'm gonna immerse myself into it. And I love, like, when we go to France, like one of my favorite places because I don't speak French, and I just love that I don't speak French, and I can literally like find my way because I love culture and I love immersing myself into like different, like how people live. And I don't know. I yeah, I you're on the right show. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, the point of this show, really, you know, one of the kind of overarching themes is exactly what you just hinted at, which is we are Americans. Okay. So we become assimilated. Yeah. And a lot of the times what happens is you lose your ancestral culture. You know, you lose 100%. the roots. You and I are fortunate. I'm also first generation. My parents are also Southern Italian. And so we have that so much in our upbringing and now in our totally. personalities. And there are a hundred percent, right? You, you can know. see us right here, people. If you can <laughs> see us behind the scenes, we are just, it's there are so a lot of hands flying I, around is what she's when, saying. <laughs> when I was in like acting class, that was the number one thing. They were like, please, can you put your hands down? Cause like when you're learning how to be on a commercial, you know, people don't technically go like this. I literally was frozen when the, when the teacher was like, please do it again. Do your lines again without moving your hands. I literally was like, I can't speak. 
Like that doesn't oh work for me. Oh my gosh, like, that's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> you get it. You I get do it. get it. Yes. I forgot where I was going with that. Um, okay, go. Oh, yeah, the so point of this show, no, yeah. right. So, and then some people, you know, they either, maybe they did grow up somewhat like us, but they kind of reject their heritage. Maybe because, you know, all right, in the 80s, being Italian was synonymous with being a Guido. And then totally. you get older and you're like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to identify with that. I don't want people to think that or, you know, totally. take any stereotype. And I've had those moments too, to be honest, because there's been a lot of stereotypes. My oh, cousin's name is Guido. Like uh-huh. literally there, we've had to <laughs> break through some crazy molds and some crazy things. And I, at one point was like, no one can say my last name. I'm mm-hmm. shying away from it, especially in this business. Everyone's kind of like, not as cultured as I personally would yes. like. And then I didn't shy away from it. I never shied away from it. Even like I've always danced to Latin music. And I was like one of the first people to ever put that on there. And people were like, what is she doing? But now it's like kind of in. But I've always kind of done whatever I felt like was important to me and what mm-hmm. I actually love instead of being like what's kind of like in the moment right now. Yeah, but I will say good. it's like, it's, it's not easy to be like, Hey, this is how I grew up, and people look at you like you have AIDS. You know, obviously, I'm attracted to it, but you know, it's like preaching yeah. to the choir. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, and I really, I want this show to be for people like us, but also for the people who maybe they're fifth generation and they're so yeah. removed from wherever, you know, if their great, 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 great grandparents came from Ireland, but they're so removed from that culture. I want this show to be like an inroad for them because I, like you, I understand how much it's given my life and how much it's enriched 100%. Me being connected. hundred percent. Being Wonderful. connected is so, I feel like it gave me, I would not be who I am today without all of it because I, first of all, it gives me like this crazy, awesome, lively personality. I it does. Feel. Yes. Um, I would agree. Just outgoing, mm-hmm. not shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being shy is not even part of my life. Um, so <laughs> I feel like because you had to kind of speak your voice and constantly everyone's so loud, you had to kind of be louder. Yep. And I find even myself, like my husband's always like, babe, you don't have to be so loud. Like you can tone it down. I'm like, but I need to be heard, you know, because in the You culture, get drowned out at the, at the kitchen table. If, yeah. 100%. And there's not a lot of like coddling that kind of thing. It's no. like, oh, you want to be heard? No. Speak up. Oh, yeah. Speak up. There's a lesson in teaching you to speak up. You know? 100%. This is where we teach you at the table, teaching you these things. Yeah. And it's it's great because it's also the really positive is like what we do in our personal lives now is like we eat together. I think that's something that is very important to me, Mm -hmm. but also like the table talks around my table were my favorite, some of my favorite conversations with my family we're around the t- dinner table, yeah. around this beautiful food that my mom made. And like, we all helped clean. And like, honestly, like I grew up cooking and cleaning. Like that's what I grew up doing. Mm-hmm. And, and now like when, even now, like people are like, oh, I don't know how to cook. And, and I never really put two and two together. Like, I don't even know what that feels like. Yes. You because don't even... that's not part of my, like, right. I don't, I don't even know how it feels to not do it just because mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long. And and, you know, we don't have a cleaning lady. And my husband and I grew up the similar of like, we do everything ourselves. And like, we're just very used to doing it. There's nothing wrong with the opposite. But no. we're just very, this is like the cultural things that we're very used to, right. that you kind of just bring into your own personal life. Absolutely. And, you know, growing up the child, like, 
you're both children of immigrants, right? Yeah. Your husband too. So yeah, that I think that is a big part of um, being the child of immigrants, no matter where you're from, as you and your husband 100%. show, it's just, they come to this country and they work really hard and they're yeah. self-sufficient because they have to, you know, the family has to kind of pull together. And yeah. so you, you learn those ways of being. You 100%. I'm sure I got my work ethic from them in, yeah. in that regard, because when you come here with absolutely nothing, you don't even speak the language. I am not put in that situation. They gave me a better life. Right. So I like can now give my son a better life, but it's very different because we're not starting at zero. Right. We're starting with an education. We're starting with being American yeah. eyes, you know, in yes. a sense of like mm-hmm. the school and and knowing how to speak the language. And we're, so I feel very fortunate in that regard of being able to start from a really, really good place. It's almost kind of not easier, but there's like starting from zero and making something of your life is just something that really excites me. And that's probably why I'm so, I'm like a workaholic and I'm so engrossed in like trying to to take something from nothing and make it something just because of the way I was raised yeah. of that, that work ethic. And it's like truly ingrained in me. Like it really is. It's like, sometimes I'm like, where is, does this come from? And I hope to pass that along to Sebastiano, but I don't know if it's something that is just like in you or a part of the cultural thing. I yes. don't know. Cause there's a lot of people that grew up in, in my culture that aren't the same. Right. You know, I, I do. And I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit of what you're trying to get at is almost, can we raise our children that way when they're not being raised in nothing or starting yeah. from nothing? Yeah. And I, I think it's harder. It's harder. It's, it's, yeah. it's the double-edged sword of, you know, of course you're That's so That's what glad. they worked for, right? That's, yes. That's everything they did. But at the same time, you know that these qualities that you admire, this hard work ethic, you know, this being outgoing, family oriented, eating at the dinner table, cooking, being self-sufficient, you know, they come from having to struggle and your son won't have that. And it's like, you don't want him to have it, but at the same time, how can you raise him so he has those things? I will (laughs) say, yeah, totally, Mm -hmm. totally. And I will say like my, I was raised by the time, you know, I was, older and old enough, my parents were super successful. So the thing that I think that worked was the fact that they didn't spoil us, at least me. I won't say us because they did spoil my brothers more than they spoiled my sister and I, but spoiled in the sense of, that's not the right word, but gave a little bit material things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, so I didn't know about, you know, I didn't know my parents were super like, wealthy or you know financially stable because it was never spoken work was Mm. spoken in the home Mm. it wasn't spoken like we have this or we have that or until we got older that I realized like where we were living and we lived in this great house and like we had all the nice things and like all these things but what I will say that my parents did 100% right for me is teaching the value of a dollar Mm. even though we were given all these material things you know, when we had a pool, we had this fancy house. Like, I never took that and said, like, oh, that was easy. Right. I knew that my parents, like, worked really hard 
to get all those things. Mm -hmm. And even now having a kid, I'm like, oh my God, they had four kids and they gave them this. Like, that's a lot. Like, right. You know, just, you know, yeah, you know how expensive it is and how, you know, so I will say like, they still really instilled work ethic and, and making money on your own. And like, really, like they were like, okay, Lisa, like you have to go to work. Like you can't, like I was not entitled. That's what I'm trying to get at. It wasn't an it. entitlement yep. and a sense of like, here, here you are. Here's all this money. Go take it. Like it mm. was never like that. It was mm-hmm. like, you want something, you have to go work for it. And even until this day, if I like call them, they're like, hey, get to work. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Again, yeah. But you, you know, know you do. Again. It's just like, you know what yes. you have to do because they, they instilled it in you. I get that. And yeah. maybe that's kind of, you know, for, for people of our generation, the way to do it with our children, you know, it's, it's maybe yeah. that's the way you do it, which is even though they're going to have more opportunities than maybe you even had, you 100%. just remind them like this didn't come easily because no. there are people before you. And then, you know, in Sebastian's case, it'll be his grandparents. And you say, here's 100%. what Nona, Nona did so that we can totally. have, right. And here's what you me and daddy do. And you just make it hundred percent. Right. I think that sometimes parents have this idea that, you know, like the money's our problem. The work is our problem. And the kids are just like separate, which is right. Which is maybe not the best way. Yeah, to do no, they need to I know. think that they need to know because they need to understand right. where it comes from. The, the sense of entitlement is my like pet peeve. Like mm. in, the, especially in the Instagram world, it's very like, oh, I just woke up and I should just get it. Like, it's just, I was not, I don't understand that because I wasn't raised like that. But even if I was, my personality is just very modest and very humble in a sense of like, I'm not going to go and tell you like, I have this, that and the other. It's just not my personality. But I will say, because a lot of Italians are like that. I mean, I have there is a street stuff. There's like, who I have mm-hmm. this, I have mm-hmm. that, because yeah. they're so proud, right? Because they came from nothing, right? And I think that they're so proud to have all these things that they want to like tell everybody. I want to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, but, you know, I just I think it's important to like say how you came about this, and even in like. The culture, but even just as a society, just saying like, hey, you still need to do the work or still need like some people think you don't even need education. And I think that's not the right message to send to people. It's like you still need all these things for for just yourself as a human, not even just to success. Success to me is not just financial. It's like happiness and having a lot together in your life and not just the financial part. So No, well said. I think also, you know, knowing what it took for you to have what you have is a way of always letting our children know what they belong to. 100%. It's part of oh, their here, story. I already like joke. I'm like, you don't know what mommy had to go through. Get this. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> I love already. it. He's going to be already. hearing it his whole life. He better get used to <laughs> it. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about how you got into the work that you're doing. I mean, now this, this whole conversation is like extra, extra interesting to me because just the things that you do and the work that you do as a first generation Italian American is now, now I like, I'm really, really doubly interested, and I'll explain why as we as we go along. Because okay, please, explain. yeah, I'll explain why as know. we go along. Okay. Because there's some things that I want you to illuminate for me because I want you to help me get there. 
So we'll get we'll awesome. we'll, we'll we'll get there as uh, we go through the conversations. A little a little plant, oh. a little mystery. Yeah. A mystery. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so I don't know how you grew up in like the Italian culture, but for me it was very male dominant. Mm. So we were told basically that we were gonna get married, have kids, and that was pretty much like the life. But I survived spinal meningitis when I was seven months old. So just like your son. So yes. just imagine. Yeah. So I I'm going to cut the story so short or else we'll be here all day. But (laughs) I was one of 11 and I was the only survivor. So when my mom told me this, when I was like a teenager or could understand, I feel it changed the trajectory of my life. Not because I was a bad kid. I was always a very good kid. But in that moment, I made a decision that like, why me? I'm here. I need Mm -hmm. to do something with my life. And I learned that at a very, very young age. And then I started to get really into spirituality at 16 because I was really curious. Like, why am I here? Why, why, why did God or the universe keep me and not anyone else? And mm. it was just my own path of discovering like my life. So that's where I kind of like started. Like everyone's always at, like, where does the positivity come from? And it really starts with the curiosity, diving deeper into who I am. Why are you here? And obviously having all this upbringing and like, what do I like about it? What do I not like about it? And kind of really like knowing who you are and like what you want out of life. And it's not knocking your parents or anything else, but they're human beings and they're not perfect. And I think that people do the best that they can, but I think I can do better for myself knowing that I love this about my mom and I love this about my dad, but I'm going to take those things and I'm going to run with those and I'm going to leave all the other stuff behind because it just doesn't serve my life. Oh, and okay. get that. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people in your adult, as, as they grow up, they, they start to take all of it with them. Right. And they never leave any of it behind. And then they become a victim or they become very negative and bitter and all these things because they're blaming, you know, their past. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I feel like I'm not a victim to it. I feel like I've gone through a lot in my life to get here. And you have a choice to make. You can either really be happy about it or you can really soak into the negativity and the past about it. So that's kind of like what my vibe is. But I went to FIT. I'm like cutting through all of it. I went to FIT and studied fashion merchandising. So I Mm. always loved fashion. I always loved, like I started modeling and acting when I was a little kid and then okay. I kind of got out of it, but I danced. Like there was like a lot of always, always doing something in the art and then just kind of like weaved in and out of it, I would say. And I got really serious about what I wanted to do when I was in school and I was like doing all these internships and I, again, workaholics anonymous over here. I was doing like all these internships and going to school just to kind of figure out what I wanted and figure out like what type of work I wanted to do. And after finding out that like behind the scenes just was like something not for me. Yeah. You're like, not a behind the extra. scenes person. <laughs> yeah. So I was like sitting at a desk one day and I was like, and I, and I got this job and I like got myself to be paid when no one else was being paid. But like, I was like a hustler. Like I was like, I'm going to get paid and I'm going to get credits for this job. But I'm sitting there at the job and I'm like, oh, yeah, this does not feel like me. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to acting because that's like something I really enjoyed and something I really love. And I was dancing. So I like knew that I could have that 
stage presence and everything like that. So I went and like literally quit cold turkey. I had $2,000 in my bank account. And I was like, I'm going to go. It's like and every, an every person's dream, like just so, quitting and being like quitting. going to do what you love. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my parents were providing for my rent. They were like really helping. Okay. Me. And at that moment, they were like, no, you're going to do this on your own. Right. And so it at the time was not a, like, obviously, I'm like, oh, I hate them for it. But now oh, I yeah. actually think it was like the best de- decision because I, again, would not be who I am today and being like so proud of like coming, like, again, that was my something from nothing to something totally because get it. everything now in my life has really been from my own personal work, mm. not from my parents, mm-hmm. not from marrying someone or not mm-hmm. from anything else, but my own like blood, sweat and tears. And your parents yeah, so that's- knew that your parents knew that if they told you you had to earn it yourself, you would feel this way about what you build one day. Yes. And they wanted to I didn't know that. it at the time. No, of course, of course. not. You're young. Like, you're just, you know, you're... you're Like, yeah. I'm like, what am I please. doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I Wonderful. learned a lot, obviously, and really, like, worked my way and had, like, so many jobs. And, and then my life kind of took a turn when I got a full-time fit modeling job. And so I modeled literally consistently for 12 years. That was like, I started really young and then have worked, but I was so grateful that I was able to do it because that like really, it was a nice full-time thing and I didn't have to do anything else. So that was like a moment that really changed because financially, I always had to have all these different things. Like as I was modeling and acting, you know, I had to have all these other jobs, like babysitting and all these, like, like you name a job, I probably have done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, you have to do whatever it takes. And then, so that's why I say it changed my life because I was, I was able to be financially independent just on that, which is something that I really think is like something to be proud of. And then I got pregnant and yeah, so now I'm doing, well, okay. So pull it back. I started my own blog four years ago, four years ago now, but I've only been consistently doing it for since 2018, like full time Mm. because I was modeling as well. So are you still modeling or now it's just for yourself modeling or you just, but no, yeah, I'm no, no longer, even though they've asked me to go back, I still, I feel like that's like the double career was good when I didn't have a kid. But I think it's like not even possible right now. Yeah. Because yeah, that would a be a triple thing, like a mom, a model, and an influencer would be I, a I lot for me. Right, right, right. It's, um, and and probably there's a part of you that's like, maybe I can do it because you're like a workaholic. But you it's it's true. It's enough to just have I mean, you're you have a whole huge business. Yeah. And you have a son yes. and a and husband. Really, that's a lot. I was supposed to to just do like be an influencer but unfortunately like I my crazy work ethic was like no I could do both Mm. and yes it worked out financially it was all great but I do feel like I wish I would have just focused on my own business a little bit longer Mm. instead of doing both because obviously when you're doing two careers like one obviously is not going to get the attention that I think that it deserves. Right. So now I'm excited because I get to dedicate like full time, obviously being a mom still, but like full time to my business. And I'm just really excited. Like 2019 was like a perfect year. I 
totally don't know where 2020 is going because of the pandemic. You and everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) We all feel that way. (laughs) But we started good. (laughs) Yes. No, definitely. And then, um, so yeah, so I feel like really excited and just, yeah. So I'm a full-time influencer now right. and a mom. Yeah, you have a like huge presence full-time. on Instagram and you're, you're very active on Instagram yeah. and you have a very big following. And would you say that that's kind of like the blog and that are like your main outlets these 100%. days? 100%. Right. Yes. So I'm going to ask you about this and, you know, we don't have to mention any names, but, you know, speaking of your large Instagram following, you know, I have been following that a lot of um, there's been a lot of talk in the media about like, is our influencers dead now? Meaning like, I know (laughs) I've seen it. You're like, Oh, I've I've heard. (laughs) And you know, some influencers, yeah. At the beginning, because we are recording this during quarantine. We're both still in New York area. We're still inside people. Exactly. (laughs) We're still inside. And, a lot of influencers, especially in the beginning, made the news because they were kind of tone deaf yes. to what... A lot have. Yes, I saw. Right. So what like the rest of us are going through, quote unquote, the rest of us. And what I mean by that is, you know, not all of us have like that much money. Not all of us have that many homes. Not all of us have that much access and influence. So while the rest of us are just kind of like shut in our homes, scared an influencer kind of being tone deaf to that. And especially when it can come to fashion, I find yeah, something that a lot I of people right, might consider like superficial and not important. Yeah. So, you know, I follow you and I just thought you've, I think you've just done a good job of navigating this. Um, Thank you. My, my hunch is it's because you are authentic and you share like your family life my second hunch is that you've stayed at home and yes. you didn't what, do what a lot of, of these influencers who got a lot of flack did, which was like flee to your summer home second, yeah. or, you know, and the reason they got flack for that was because we were all supposed to be staying home and not leaving like New York city and going to someplace and spreading coronavirus to other communities. Yeah. So I totally understand why everyone was upset because I definitely think as, I will, without saying what my, I will say, I think that I understand why people were so upset. Well, I will say about myself, because I can't speak about other people, is I just come from a place of caring about others. And it almost is a double-edged sword, in my opinion, because sometimes I care too much. I also know what it's like to not have anything. Mm. I also, like some of my family members have lost their jobs and some of my family members not my specific family, but like outside, you know, we have a right. lot of family. Sure. Italians, like, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, some of my family's in Italy. And I was, I guess I was just really listening to a lot of what was really going on. Right. And so for me, I just felt like I couldn't do that just out of respect for my family and just out of respect for people in general of thinking about other people. And my thing is, and Oprah has always said this. I've watched Oprah my entire life. She's always said, you know, you put yourself in other people's shoes. And I think that that's what I do best at mm. in terms of just how I navigate anything. What would I want to see? What mm. would I want someone like I want inspiration right now as much as everyone else. So right. I'm trying to provide that type of showing people kind of my 
I'm very authentic, almost too much. <laughs> it's almost like too real. But um, people like that, though. That's what people want. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I want that. I want people to be even more authentic. And, you know, some things that like bother me about the internet is like sometimes it's not as authentic as I would want it to be. But again, to each their own. But for me, I really feel like I love right now, this is like a reset for everybody. And yeah. I have just taken it as like a positive thing of like spending time with my family, honing in on what I really want in my life. You're never going to get this opportunity again to be home. You're never going to get this opportunity to kind of stop and think of your goals and like your dreams and like things that you really want without looking at the negativity. That's kind of where my headspace is. So the negative, like, you know, what's going on in the world, I if I wake up and listen to the news, I like think a different thought, honestly, because it's sure. just so, but I totally get why everyone was upset. I would have been upset as well if I were in other people's shoes because I right. totally can see like, but I hope I'm not being tone deaf because I really am not one of those people that is putting out even luxury goods. Like I really wasn't even putting out anything that I was wearing that was designer or anything just to like, if people lost their jobs, they're not going to want to see a designer. You know, it just... Yes, exactly. Especially like right in the beginning where I think we just had no idea what we were... No idea. Getting yeah. into. We had no idea like how long, what this was going to be. Was it going to just totally. like kill every single one of us? Like, I mean, it, really that was the... Especially in this area. And it was at know, the beginning. Yeah. It was at the beginning that it was a privilege to almost not know that that's 100%. what people were thinking. And I, so yeah. I think that people seeing influencers acting that way, it was just like, where are you? Shocking. Like, are, yeah. are you, like, are like you in the world? Yeah. yeah. Are you <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wake so, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just a little kind of side thing. Social media is a really I big feel part. Like, unfortunately being a part of it, I felt like, wow, these articles started to come out and I was like, Oh God, like, I didn't post for a couple of days because I was just like, Oh my God, I was trying to navigate. Like, what do people really want to see? Right. And then I did see a lot of people kind of posting their normal fashion, like their normal, like really high end stuff and doing really well. And then there was like this side of it that I was like, wait, but that's not where other people are. And it's just mm -hmm. a very confusing thing because you don't know what people actually like. I thought it's more relatable and more authentic to put out that like, this is what we're going through and this right. is our family. But some people's businesses have actually done better not putting that out there and, mm. and kind of putting out this like, because it's like an escape, escape. right? Like it's an escape. Say, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. so it just depends. Like there's room for everybody. There's everybody's trying to do their best. I don't judge people for doing what they thought was their best. Well, I know their family, but yeah, and it's also, I mean, I, I'm not a hater, right? I don't like troll the yeah, internet. Yeah, me either. I never, people. ever. So <laughs> obviously I can't put my mindset in the, the people who do that, but I also think it's unfair to follow someone all these years, be one of the people who helps them become so big and you follow them for these certain reasons. And then in like a, a, a snap, you're going to turn on them because yeah. they're doing what they've done for years yes. that you love. For years, 100%. Yeah. There's not really like a, there's not really like a lot of compassion or understanding and people no. are a little, people are kind of nuts. But I also think, but, you know. they're, yeah, they're very stressed and they're taking it out on people that actually, like say you don't have something and you really want it, you're going to troll someone that has it. Mm. Instead of being like focusing on yourself and focusing on your own life and your own goals 
you would like to spew that negative energy onto someone else when they don't really deserve it because they're just trying to do them. Exactly. And like, I'm, I'm all about like, you do you, maybe it's not good for me, but that's why I'm not doing it. But yes, like most of us, if we don't like somebody on social media, we just unfollow them. We don't. Yeah. Like I never unfollow. I'm so weird. I don't unfollow anyone. (laughs) I don't write mean things. I am like I don't either. Yeah, I'm just not. I think it's not my thing. It's mean. It's mean. So I can't be mean. I know it's bad, but I just can't. I can't. No, it's not bad. It's great. (laughs) This is why I like had the vibe. I'm like I want to. I want to talk to her. I want to get her on the show. So speaking of you know high fashion and things like that, obviously it's your business, and I. I am not a model. I am not a fashionista. Do we even use that word? Or am I dating myself? Is that even like no, a, word, a term anymore? I use still. I don't care. Like I don't care. I'm like I'm in my thirties. That's like that's a normal thing. It's so good. So anyway, you know. But I do. I am into fashion, and I like. I like to follow it. I love clothes. Um, love actually, it. I'm seven months, as you know, postpartum. One of yes. the um, hands down most stressful things for me right now is that I I can't really wear what I used to. And I'm in this limbo where I don't want to spend the usual amount of money I would spend on clothing because I don't intend to be this size. I was there. I was there, girl. So it's kind of, you know, what some people, this is the point of the question, what I'm getting at is some people might look at fashion and getting dressed and being fashionable as kind of uh, like vain or something that doesn't really matter. But I will tell you personally, being kind of stripped of that right now, it's a, it's a, it affects me. I yes. don't feel it's like an myself. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like myself. I'm trying my best to like dress myself as best as I can, but I am uncomfortable and I miss fashion. I miss buying nice clothes and nice things and looking the way I want to in them. Got um, it. Yeah, it's. But I will say first, okay. I'm yeah. going to tell you first off. Okay. Be kind to yourself. You had a baby. Congrats. Like, that's amazing. And I, I tell this to every single mom. Like, I've gone through it. I know it. So now it's like I can really speak about it. It is just the most crazy, beautiful thing that I've ever experienced. And I actually love my body more. And I appreciate it so much more because of what it has gone through. Mm. So when I, when, when you're, you're speaking about it, don't ever look back. Speak about where you want to go. Now you're a mom. Now you have this new life. And even though you want to look a certain way, you'll get there. You just have to be patient with yourself, be kinder to yourself, but also kind of be a little bit more like, yeah, I had a baby. Like, I know, I I get it. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like this power of like, I had a baby. So even when I was like 15 pounds heavier at the very beginning, I didn't lose the weight. I was at fashion week three weeks after having a baby. And I was like, wow. I'm, I'm owning it. Like I'm going to wear whatever I feel confident in. And this is what my point is. Fashion for me, and this has always been something that I feel is like missing in certain dialogue online. It's not really about the material. It is really how you feel in the garment. And a lot of people let the clothes wear them instead of wearing the clothes. Mm, like so you that. can go out and buy like an expensive garment, but if you don't feel good in it, that clothing, like those things are going to wear you. You're not going to be in it. So I always feel like, like the that. most confident, 
Like I'm wearing Zara right now, but I feel really confident. This was probably nine ninety nine. Looks great but on I you. I feel thank you, <laughs> but I feel confident in it. Right. And for me, it's like you would never know because you look at the girl that's confident. You're not looking at the top. It's true. You're, you're right, and it's so the identity. I totally get where great you're point. coming from, though, because of the identity of it. And you just don't feel like yourself when you're sitting in a different body, which is like, I think no one really goes into the postpartum and like how you're sitting in this, like nothing's the same anymore. Right. But again, what helps me and I hope that I can inspire other women is just to accept where you are, like accept the fact that you've had a baby. Don't try to go back. Like it's never going to be the same. Actually, I, I, hundred percent think it's going to be better, but you have to be patient. For me, it's better. Like for me, oh, I, I love like my that. body even more, but I also accepted it when it was 15 pounds over and of what I really felt comfortable. None of my clothes fit. 50, like I have small boobs. I have these huge boobs, like all the clothes in my closet. I was like, you're going to go to waste. Like mm-hmm. you're not being worn for like mm-hmm. a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I bought a couple of things that were not expensive that were my size because again as a fit model I know what size what real size it's only like the the difference between other sizes is only about an inch so you're killing yourself over this inch difference in clothing sizes that's why it's more psychological than it is real so I just think that women need to be a little bit more like whatever you're wearing you should just feel good in it I don't care if it's a size like small or if it's a size extra large, if you are wearing it and you feel good in it, no one's going to care what size it is. It's the person in the clothes. Right. No, it's true. It's a good point. It's well said. And I I do think I am a little impatient. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's kind of, you know, that's like not me. I am. I I am. And I also, I have, um, some, some issues that I actually just started seeing a physical therapist for that, that are actually the bigger problem and things that like, I didn't even know existed where like, like the diastasis recti where your ab muscles separate. Yes. I didn't like, there's some things we don't talk about. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I didn't know it was a thing. Unbelievable. So that's really my, my big problem, quote unquote problem. And I, I think I've gotten to a point where I am trying to look at it the way you just said, which is like, I just made this beautiful son with this body who I love more than anything in the world. And I, I also think I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that a lot of what I'm experience experiencing is like a result of trauma. I mean, I had a C-section that was like kind of last minute. I had a really long labor. He was two weeks past his due date. It was a lot, Lisa. I went through a lot lot. and a lot of women go through a lot when they're pregnant and they have a baby. (laughs) I think I'm being a little gentler these days because I'm realizing, okay, I'm recovering from a trauma. You are. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. And it's not easy. And I think that people always look at me as like, you know, maybe someone that has it easy because of like my physique or like whatever. But I put in the work also. I work out. I take care of myself, but I've eaten exactly the way I was eating during pregnancy, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, Mm. and now out. Nothing Mm. has changed in my life. I have not been on a diet. I have not changed anything. And that's why I truly promote having a lifestyle change instead of a diet change because lifestyles 
And I'm just living proof of that. If lifestyle was the same before, during, I was right. very healthy during the pregnancy. Right. Obviously, I had my chocolate and everything else that sure. I really wanted when I yeah. wanted it. But, and I gained 30, I think it was like 36 pounds. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was like, oh, I don't have weight on me. I yeah. definitely did. And my kid was eight pounds, 11 ounces, oh which is gosh. unbelievably huge. <laughs> um, and he was four days late. So I definitely had like, uh, like people did not tell me that it was hurting. Like I had an epidural, but it still hurt. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why people did not tell me it was like, and I'm like, I could deal with pain, high tolerance pain. That was really painful. Um, no joke. But we all go through, like I, no one yeah. told me I was going to be sitting on the couch for like a couple weeks, not being able to even get up. And yeah. like, there's so yeah. many things, but I also always like have come from a place of be positive, be present, focus on what you have and not what you don't have. And you have this beautiful child that you created and that you've waited so long to have. Right. Like, yes. Be in that space and the rest kind of follows. It's true. Like, it's true. It's really good advice. It is. It is. And I, I definitely have my moments. I'm, I'm getting better. Of at, course. You're, you're normal. You're human. You have and the your moment, hormones are still balancing themselves you, out. And you look great. Oh, well, thank I'm you. That's very, right now, <laughs> and, so That's very sweet. That's very sweet. Thank no, you. Thank you. And you know, it's in your head. You sound like my husband, but yes, that's what he <laughs> says to me all the time. Yeah, but you know, also speaking of Instagram, I mean, Instagram doesn't help. I'm just as susceptible as everybody else on Instagram, and um, definitely like I always have like a flag up for like moms. So like you know, like like uh, when I first started following you, you know, it's okay. How old is her baby? How long? Yeah. You know, like is she yeah. is she the, my the comparison? Yes, right? is she my yes. seven months postpartum or is yes. she nine months? You know, you're just trying to like yeah. figure it out, like how far behind am I? And it is really a slippery slope and very dangerous it because is. everybody. And honestly, I felt really weird about losing weight rapidly because I was breastfeeding and then I was mm. obviously eating properly and I was doing my Pilates again. And it did come off fairly for me, fairly. I don't know what the average pace is, but like for me, I didn't feel like it was like that long of a stretch. Um, but I felt guilty about it to be honest. Mm, That's interesting. That's interesting. A lot of, because I get skinny shamed a lot and Mm. not a lot, but I would, I will say like, again, I come from a place of like, I don't want people to feel bad. I want people to feel good, but I also want to be myself. So it's kind of like, I didn't put out anything that I like, people were asking me and I was just kind of like uncomfortable to be like, well, I did like, it's just not my personality. It's so be, interesting. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're, um, you're, um, you're thinking of someone like me. Who's doing what you're doing. Who's doing and what I'm, I'm doing, looking at you. Right. To, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be that for I, you. Right. I want to be your inspiration. I don't want to be your reason for unfollowing me. Right, right. Or like like hating on myself because I'm looking at you. Yes. Yes. And that's like That is very thoughtful of you. And then, and then, but like my husband's, he's like, but this is what you look like, and you should be proud of what you look like. You've worked hard for it. And you're also like you come up from a place of confidence. So even at over, even when I was 15 pounds more than I ever was in my whole life, I felt very confident in my mm. skin and comfortable mm. in my skin. And 
So I hope that comes across in what I'm doing because I never want people to feel bad, but I unfortunately can't control people's minds that go wild. It's true. Like, you know, it does come across, you know, it does come across that you're confident, which is actually like some of the questions that I want to get to come from that. And perhaps part of what I'm feeling for myself is a lack of that confidence and maybe perhaps part of why I'm attracted. It never comes from what you look like. It's coming from inside. My confidence does not come from like, even though when I work out and I feel strong and I feel great in my skin, that makes me feel better. But my confidence is not coming from a place of, oh, I just look good and I'm really confident about it. No, like I'm a human. Like I'm not like that's nothing. I know who I am. I know from a very young age. And when I go back to that girl and who I really am inside, I know I'm a really good person. So my confidence comes from like, I'm purely like the intentions are very pure. And so if I come from that place, everything will always flow. Yes, I can't control what other people think of me. But the confidence definitely comes from that. And honestly, going in, like, and I'm just pulling it back a little bit, like coming from where I come from, people telling me no a lot, getting rejected all the time in modeling, getting a lot of different things in being an influencer. Obviously, there's trolls, obviously, whatever. None of it really bothers me. I will say for a split second, it might bother me. But none of it really, I don't take it home to like, you know, when designers were literally ripping me to shreds. I remember leaving crying and then being like, but you know who you are. Wow. No one can take away that person. Right. And even like if someone attacked me today and they're like, oh, well, she's this and she's that. Like, I'm always like, no, then you don't really know who I am. Because if you really knew, you would know that I'm a really good person. And Mm. I always am trying to help other people. And that's like ingrained in who I am. But again, like a lot of, so that's why I think that people like me on Insta stories because they can see my <laughs> It's true. Yeah, more. there's like, yeah, because you know? it's video. It's not just this it's like so flawless hard. photo yes. pose. Yeah, you're you're more human and moving and your family's around you. I it's true. Say, like I don't own Photoshop. I'm not about the picture perfect. I'm not about like like if I have something that's not perfect, it it goes up and like I've always been very like open about that and not retouching my like body in any certain way and not retouching like what I look like just because I feel like as a model I was retouched so much Mm. and I it made me feel really bad like I was Mm. like oh I must not be really like that cute if I'm getting retouched like that well so it messed with my mind well it just goes to show for the rest of us that somebody who can like look like you can still get retouched before you, if something goes to print and then the rest of us are looking at it, it's like, how are we supposed to, to compare? I mean, you're already fit. You're already beautiful. And then like, they're, they're even like upping that upping. <laughs> and telling and us that like, that's the standard that we're all supposed but to But it's weird because it definitely messed with my head. I will say it definitely messed with my head a little bit. Cause I was like, wait a second. Like I didn't think that about myself. Like it was like a weird, and it was weird. It wasn't even like, mm. you know, so I started to feel not so good about certain things. And it wasn't even because they were really real. It was someone's retouched version of myself. Right, right. And then, and I was like, wait a second. Like, I thought I accepted what I looked like. And now your retouched version of myself is making me feel bad. So when I started on Instagram, I made it a point to just be you, Lisa. Like, don't be the retouched version of yourself. Just like be who you really are and show people that. And hopefully they like that. 
and they don't like this other person that was, that's why, you know, I started on Instagram because a designer was like, listen, Lisa, you've nailed like your fashion and your style is like in like, and it hasn't changed. Like it is a part of my identity. It is a part of like the minimalist girl. Like I, that model off duty kind of look has been like my look for years. Even in high school, I dressed like that. So like I was empowered to start because I really wanted a voice. I also, again, was so not heard in the modeling world. I was just kind of like, okay, you're just there. But like, I wanted a voice. I wanted to inspire women and I wanted to empower women in my own way, just by being myself and not having to be character of someone else. Mm, mm. So yeah, that's wow. pretty much why I started. So I, I think that, you know, that's, it's we're true. Going really deep. Here, I, so. <laughs> it happens. Guilty. I, I, happen. <laughs> I have to say, you know, it's funny because I tell people a lot on the show, this is my second podcast. And the other one is there's several hosts and this one I find I, I'm much more vulnerable because I, I say things that I don't usually say, you know, I didn't like usually talk this much about like myself and oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable in my and own I body. It. It's, it's, I feel like the, the subject of the show requires it, you know, the kind of yeah, guests I'm having does. on and yeah. what, you know, it's kind of like a, like you probably understand this, the pact that you make with your audience, you know, yeah. it's like I've, I make kind of like a deal, an unspoken deal with them. And part of that deal has to be me being open yeah. and transparent. So and you're I will, human. And I'm, so yes, I'm, human. I'm very don't human. That. Painfully yeah. human. So I would say I'm actually surprised. I think it's taken me by surprise how uncomfortable I am in my body at this point. I think if you would have asked me when I was pregnant, if I would feel this way, I don't think I would have thought it. And I don't, yeah. you know, that's just my own stuff, like to work to work it out. But I would have thought I'd be more the way you were postpartum, which is like, but you know, maybe that, but you have to understand there's like another component that no one talks about. It's called stress. Yes. Stress. You have a child, you have mm-hmm. a business, you have all these things going on. So this is kind of like the easy road is taking jabs at yourself which I mm. have been doing lately too and I'm like wait who who just said that yeah. not me you know <laughs> but like <laughs> you know it's it's the the reality of our unfortunately I'm not trying to blame the quarantine but I am in a sense because there's so much going on that we feel this pressure to like even at the beginning I thought that I was like supposed to be doing all these things and I'm like True. well I'm yeah. not and I was like measuring myself and I'm going, well, why am I not getting a lot of stuff done? I still do it. Like I was TikToking so much, let's just say. Now <laughs> I like haven't been able to. Like my child comes off a schedule, he's teething. Like there's mm. so many things that are going on and I'm trying to prioritize work and I'm trying to prioritize things that mean something to me. And then I'm like, well, well I don't have time to do a TikTok. And then, but other people have time. And where are yeah. they getting this time? And right. So, you're just kind of what are like, you doing oh, wrong that you don't have the time? You know, yeah. that's what you're thinking think in your head. As a human, our underlying thing is always, I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not, it's mine. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but it's mine all the time. I'm always like, whatever I'm doing is not good enough. Whatever I'm doing is not good enough for here and it's not good enough for there. And it's just, even though I'm so comfortable and confident in who I am, there are those like moments of, Oh, I just feel like I'm not doing something enough. Right. Like I'm not working hard enough. I'm not, but I think that's normal as like a human. Because you're human. Listen, I use, I use everything that 
you know, I go through at some point as a story and I, I, I hope someday I'll be some kind of inspiration to someone, you know, a, a new mom in my shoes and I can tell her my story and tell her like what I did and, and, you know, the same thing you're doing, which is kind of give support. So, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm getting there. I'm getting be better than I was, other. but yeah, it's, it's, you need it because it's really hard. Post the postpartum period is a lot harder it is really than hard. people talk about. So, yes, it is. You know, and, and hormones. That's what I was going to say. Hormones are very real. Oh, yeah. I think that was the, one of the biggest like things that I didn't know. Yes. And I still feel like I had like hormone changes. And I'm like, what's going on? Like yeah. my kids like going to be too soon, right. like in August. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I thought this was over. But like, I didn't know. And when I stopped breastfeeding was the, kind of the worst part of the hormones, because I think my body was just like, what did you just do? Mm. You've been breastfeeding for eight months. And now mm. you just completely like stopped. My body went through like a lot. I, I feel like physically I went through a lot and mentally I just was like not myself. And I had to go through it again. Yeah. It's like the things that we go through. Yeah. But I've always been a strong believer of like having a positive attitude, even though some days I'm like, oh, I was not having a positive Exactly. Attitude. Right. That's kind of what it is. Trust some me. days you're just like, uh, and you know, it also is like, like with the physical therapy now, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like one more freaking thing one I have to thing. do. Uh huh. You know, you're like, Can't. but that's how I feel in like a normal life. Like there's one right. more thing. Like right. I thought I was past paying life fees. Apparently, you're not. Mm, yeah. Past pay, you know, never ends. Certain things. You yeah. know, it never ends. I feel like, I, and I think there's too much pressure. If I'm being honest, on women and like having a career, then being mm. a mom, then being a wife, then being like a housekeeper, like what? Yeah. And Oh, did you cook your meal today? Oh, mm-hmm. did you work out today? Did you do right. And you're just like, I, yeah. those are like 10 people <laughs> and I'm doing that. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. And still beating yourself up because you should, maybe you should be doing more in your head. Yeah, totally. exactly. Well, since we're on the subject of bodies, this is one of the things I was saying before that now that I've realized yes. that, you know, we're very similar in our experiences, yes. uh, we were raised. And one thing I really like about you, you on Instagram and your account and your, in your fashion style is you are really confident in your body and you are not ashamed to show some skin. I mean, you know, you're, no. you're, it's always tasteful. It's not like, it's Thank not you. one. Yeah. No, always. It's not one of these accounts where you're like, you know, Oh my gosh, what's going on here. And I find more and more that I actually follow several people, several women like that. And I, I realized that I think that's what I'm part of what I'm attracted to, which is something that I don't finding your own inner confidence. And yeah. And also I wish I could be more. Okay. Let me rewind. But you can. Okay. Well, this is why I want <laughs> to talk to so I'm going to tell you, you can. So, <laughs> part of what I was thinking before I realized, you know, your first generation too, was I was thinking it was the way I, I'm raised. You know, we were raised to kind of like Make sure you're modest. Cover yourself up. Don't show this. Don't be sexy. Right? Don't don't like. I feel like my one job in the world (laughs) was to like not be too enticing to men because then that was like an issue. So I mean, I'm getting like you know a, a big window into my like psychology. But I because I think I'm into fashion. I like sometimes wish I could just take these freaking pictures in some of these outfits. I mean, now not so much, but okay. When the time comes. But now, or, yes. Now, definitely yes. Definitely with a pre-pregnancy body. But anyway, how did you, okay, a couple questions I have for you. One, what's your family's reaction when you started modeling and doing photos kind of in outfits that were revealing? And yeah. 
what is your, how do you do it? Like, how do you just not care <laughs> what other people think? I'm almost like not even able to look at you right now, as you can tell. I like, know, as I, <laughs> I know, like you're like, <laughs> I'm like so this shy about it. This is good for me to hear though, because like you've opened uh, up a like, you've opened up kind of what I, I have been thinking too. Like it's just, oh, it's, good. It's, it's, it, this is an interesting conversation, let's just say. But my parents, so again, my, again, I was not supposed to be doing anything according to my dad. Right, you said not that, really right. My mom, my mom like supported everything I did and still right. does. And, and my dad's great. Like, I'm not trying to talk. No, I get what you're my saying. Dad, yeah. But like, if but it was up to him, he would have been just as happy with you just like get, doing what he thought was right. He doesn't even know what I, I don't think he even knows like what I really do. And that, that comes from a place of like, not, not that he doesn't care, but again, this is coming from like why certain things don't go right in my life mm. is because I feel like I'm still not being heard because I feel like mm. you're just constantly put in a box of like, this is what you're supposed to do. And I even think on Instagram to a certain degree, I thought as women, and this is just my own perspective, not dogging anybody else. I don't do that. I don't hate on anyone. But my perspective has always been marry a guy for love. You know, I, I met my husband when we were teenagers. So we literally were like built everything together. And so I didn't marry for like a financial right. stability. And I didn't, you know, so. I thought that that was very much like the 1950s era mm -hmm. of like, this is what women do. And I thought we were past that, but turn to 2020. And I guess what I see online is a lot of women that are not talking about the fact that their families are very wealthy and they're helping them and their husbands are very wealthy and they're helping their business and that they've had all these connections because of those people or have the opportunities that some of the people might not have. Mm. And I think my purpose has always been, I want to debunk all that and just kind of be the girl that's like, oh no, I can show you that I can do it because if I can do it, so can you. Mm. So it's not the easiest role because I got to be honest, it's not easy because I wish that I, there's certain days that I'm like, oh, it would just be so much easier if you didn't have to take that role on, you know, mm. but I, yes, I, I want to be that, for other women because I feel like we're we talk a good game as women like we're like oh independent do it on right. your own but yet I get to meet a lot of girls that are really doing it on their own yeah you might be doing it on your own now but what what steps took like the journey is not being talked about so you have no idea how someone just became super successful you think that this girl just came and she was just gorgeous and she just came mm -hmm. off the, the bus and Fact. she just arrived and <laughs> had like a million, right. a right. million followers later. And she's like an entrepreneur and you're just like, wait, what just happened? You know, right. how I was raised and how I want to be portrayed. Like I have done everything on my own and yes, it's going to take a lot longer and yes, it's going to take, you know, a different mindset, but I'm willing to go there because I really want, I, I believe in it so much that I like want that for other women. I want people to be able to be that for themselves, mm, like, and mm. not have to be like, cause if I was like 12, 13 years old, even 15 years old right now, 16 years old, like the times that you're like really looking at things in your life and that can change the trajectory 
I feel like I don't want to be the girl that's telling a girl that like you need A, B, and C to be happy mm. because I want to be the girl that's like, find out what you love, what you're passionate about, work really hard for it, get married to someone you really love, build a bit like business together, like do it, do it together. And like, right. I just really want to be that example for other women and not saying that the other part can't be a good inspiration. I'm just saying for me, I can't relate to that because that's not my reality. And I think that most people's reality is not being helped by a slew of people in the background. And I guess right. like my parents weren't like, they didn't have help from their parents. So this is just a normal thing in my life. That's pretty much not normal of any of my friends. I'm like, Oh my God, like your parents still help you. You're like, I don't know what that, you know, I, I do. And, and it also not, gives, it also gives a false sense to other women who are building their businesses, trying to yeah. take care of their children, trying to be good wives, because it looks so easy for someone uh, that they're looking at online, but they don't realize yeah. like, how much support that person has. If it's financial or, I mean, financial is the biggest one because you have enough money. You can do, you can get your nanny, you can get your personal trainer, you can get your organic plant-based food delivered straight to your home, you know, like all these things that, but I'm just telling you that I, I have a nanny, but I have got to tell you that I've like, you don't need all of those things in a sense of like, and I'm not hating on nannies. I'm not hating on nannies at all. I I love that you (laughs) talk about it because what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it, it's good to talk about it because it shows other women like, yeah, you're human and you do need that help. Yeah. So you don't do need it. Right. If your if your business isn't like blown up right away, like have take heart. Somebody else might have had that extra help that you don't have. Hundred percent. So it's just gonna take you a little longer and like love yourself and give yourself a little breathing room. Yeah. You know, instead of So back to your question. Yeah, I, so my question. I, I digress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How I feel that I've I pretty much I've always been this way in terms of like not showing my like showing skin wasn't something that I resisted, even though I was judged for it. I remember wearing like a little mini skirt. I always had like long legs and someone just being like, Oh, well, she's like the, what's the proper word of saying? Like she's very promiscuous. Mm, mm, and mm. because of the way I look, it, it looked like I was just trying to get this attention from a male. But meanwhile, I just like my mini skirt. Right. And so I don't think my parents really looked at it like, oh no, don't do this. Like my dad definitely was like, are you going to go out on that? And like, I would have to change. So, but once I got into like the modeling world and kind of like, they, they definitely supported whatever I was doing. Because again, my parents know exactly who I am. Mm. They know I'm not this like crazy girl. I never did drugs. Like I'm like kind of one of the, I'm kind of like their kid that like really didn't do it. So if I show skin, they're not going to be like, oh, she's out there. Like, right, right. They know no, who you really they are. Who, they know that that yeah. doesn't reflect anything negative about you. No, okay. no. And, they, and I never had a, uh, like my dad never brought it up to me. It's interesting that you say this because I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I don't think he ever brought it up in like what I do or my business or anything like that. Mm. I don't even think he has brought it up because yeah. again, I think that he knows that this is me. He knows who I am and I'm very open about who I am. And so being comfortable, I think it's also like, I like that about, like, I like that it's not being spoken about. That's actually like really, 
because it's like then it would make me uncomfortable if my dad was like, "What are you doing?" Well, I it think that's probably what made super uncomfortable. Of course, it would. And I, my father. I mean, my father has been gone now for almost eleven, twelve years. So I really, you know, I don't know. And I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I don't know. Like, if maybe as a grown woman, it would have been different. Unfortunately, he never really got to see me like that Flourish, you know yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, so I, I was always I mean I'm the youngest I'm his little girl so there, that was always very much part of it so maybe it would have changed as I became more of like my own woman but so you who know made you so who made you uncomfortable in your own skin well I'm not because there's not, somebody told you right agreed yeah not so, to show skin. yeah so right now I mean the uncomfortability has to do with just this body I don't recognize I've always been petite I've yeah. always been small I've always been able to wear whatever I want that's so, very normal girl don't right. like don't so, think so that's that that's one not normal. thing that's a very normal thing right so that's one thing but even when I like my pre-baby body my pre-mommy body I still wouldn't have worn like some of the things that Same. I would want to wear and you know you not only wear them you post about them online and tens of thousands of people see you. And me, I wish I had like the balls to do something like that <laughs> because I creatively, right. As a creative expression, I, I definitely think fashion is that. And yes. I think, you know, the subtitle of the show is the tradition of living beautifully. And I think yes. fashion is absolutely a way. So it's, it's part of living beautiful. 100%. Right. I mean, 100%. And you exude that vibe. And I, so for me, I think, yeah, I think it's. Where does it much, come from? Yeah. That page, I think it's just like that patriarchal growing up, the very, like you were either, you know, like a, what is it? Like the Virgin Mary or the slut, you know, those were the two of options and the Virgin I Mary got pegged as a slut, even right. though I was never. So because of like maybe some of the things that I, my body, the way that I am built just always not like looked dressed up when I wasn't trying to be dressed up or like looked, mm. you know, like, a, I can like see I was that, trying, you know, is you, you're very like, tall, Ooh. right? You look tall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're, I think you're very tall. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. It's tall. So you're tall. I mean, so, I'm like five two, so that's tall to me, but like, you know, a very elegant looks, body. So it probably always look, I could see that you always look dressed. Dressed. Yeah. Yes. Even though I'm like not dressed. It's yeah. Like you have like sweatpants on in your pictures. I'm you're like, like oh. dressed. So it's like, she's going she out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sweatpants. <laughs> But that's why you're good at what you do. I that's mean, so funny. I just noticed as but I get again, older. I, mm -hmm. But again, I think it. I love that you're bringing this up because it's like the single thing that I really want everyone to experience because it is life changing to have the guts in a sense yes. to like really put yourself out there in a sense of not caring what other people think. So I always kind of test myself, right? Okay. So I speak a good game. I'm all about fearlessness. I'm all about not caring about other people's opinions. I'm all about all those things. So I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't do it in a sense of like, if oh. I was hover, like hiding, then I wouldn't be the girl that I really want to be. Mm. And I wouldn't be living her, like I wouldn't be living who I am if I wasn't doing like, you say you're comfortable and confident in your skin, let's see it. That just so hit me. You just, that was, you just like hit a switch in my head. That was, um, yeah, that was good. I get, you know I get what, what you're like saying. I text I myself. Like, Lisa, you talk a good game, but where is it? Right. So when I put myself out there and I don't care, I really am like, yes, you are that girl. And so it makes me feel like I get, I do it for myself and it makes me feel like, okay, like you are the girl that, 
you say you are. Like, I, there's well, just yeah. one thing in saying like, oh, I'm confident. And then you're really not. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yes. you know, there's, there's like a the disconnect. So I, I really feel like I am so that I don't think about it the way you're thinking about it, because I don't think about it as like, I'm uncomfortable. I think about it just like, here I am. I don't think about it like when I'm doing it, like when I'm taking a selfie and I'm like in skin and I don't think about it as like, oh, I'm going to like show my body. Like I'm just being like, oh, I love this. <laughs> I, I know. Like, and I like that. Yeah. And for me, I think it's more, I would be thinking, what would people think? What would people, but you're thinking about what, what would people, people think? Right. What would people and think? I, and I really, I pushed that because that is a normal thing too. I'm not saying I don't think about it, but I think for me to become the person I, I am and to become a better version of that is to not think about it. Because when you start to think about other people's opinions, yeah. you lose who you are. You lose the sense of like, who are you really? And I feel like I really know who I am. So I don't need other people to tell me that. So when I listen to the noise of someone telling me this, I start to become confused. And I'm like, who am I? Mm. But I really know who I am. So why mm. would I need an, an opinion of someone else that might be stemming from their own insecurities? Think Absolutely. about it. If someone's Absolutely. coming from a different place, like say someone came from a place of like, you're being really nice, but say there's a nasty girl that's like, oh, this girl is just posting this. Unfollow. I hate her. She looks like this. And recently got, I, I got so much hate on a picture on um, Facebook because Facebook's a different demographic. There was actually an ad for a brand and I wasn't even in really like revealing. I was in like a pajama, but it was like open. And so all you, like you saw this like beautiful bra, but it wasn't like really overly, at least I don't look at it like overly revealing, but I have gotten back to people's comments because I'm like, well, like I'm not going to let you say that. And and then I've learned that that's not a good way because I don't they, think you should respond. They to get people. meaner. <laughs> it doesn't end. The more that's you engage get, them, they get meaner. The more yeah. you engage. Mm -hmm. But one woman actually, it, one woman was like, well, I just wish I was as beautiful and mm -hmm. as this as you. So she actually admitted why she was hating, which is so weird to me because I'm like, you can have it too. Mm. I'll show you how you can mm -hmm, have it. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is ask me. Yeah. I'm not telling you like, I look like this. I'm the only one. Like you can't look like that. Right. Like, all you got to do is so, ask. So if I lacked self-awareness and wasn't the type of person that I am, I could perhaps be someone like a woman uh, who sees you on Facebook and says yeah. something hate hateful because what yeah. I don't understand is I'm seeing in you something that I want, <laughs> but because of who I am and look, I've done a lot of work on myself. I, I can follow you. And I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. I don't have to you hate on you. I find it as an inspiration. I find it as an inspiration. Yeah. Because I, I find that I'm attracted to someone that I want something exactly. of. Exactly. Like right. the aspirational. I wouldn't even say like it's an aspirational I like thing. that. That's a terrific choice of word. Aspirational. It's an aspirational yeah. thing. And you show me that it's possible. So like, I might not be there yet, it's but it's, but it's possible. hundred percent. And yeah. you can talk to me afterwards and I can create this. 
possibility in your life and hopefully <laughs> guide it. you along the way. I love it. I really truly want you to feel good in your own skin. It's right. less about how you look right. and more about how you feel. And right. even I've had those days, even recently, I'm like, where is this stemming from that you don't feel as good as you look? Because it's like, it's almost shocking if like someone heard that because I would be like, what do you mean? Like, but I think having a certain physique or looking a certain way doesn't equal confidence. Right. And that's like the key here. I think it's that's like, true. You could be confident at any size mm-hmm. or any look or like your hair could be, you don't have to have someone's hair color, exact outfit. You, you could be you and be as confident as the person next to you. And that's just trying, like, that's what I want for everybody because mm-hmm. it's worth it. It's worth it because it's life changing and especially moms. And I think there's too much pressure and I feel like sometimes I feel like I add to it by, but then I'm like, wait a second. No, you're not adding to it. You're not telling people that they need to look this way. You're yeah. telling people you need to be strong and healthy and happy in your skin. But you're reminding me that I need to actually say that a lot more because I oh. feel like I, I feel like I want to say that to other women more after right. talking to you. Oh, I'm so because, glad like, to hear that. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's also that, it's not your fault if women assume like that it comes easy for you and, and throw, you know, judgments on you. But so, but it's also, it's great to hear those things from someone like you. I mean, you did a post or I think it was a story a little while ago, I think at the height of all this, and you were really honest, you were like, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. And you said something even that stuck with me. You were like, I'm feeling like you guys aren't like interacting with me. Yeah, um, my, and I was like, "Whoa, that's really honest. Like, yeah. that's really very vulnerable." You know, like, and even this bothers me. Like, even this is upsetting me right now. I feel like people at your place online, especially, just don't really talk like that. And it was a reminder to me that it's not just somebody like me who can have her days where I'm like, "Okay, this isn't working. I'm not doing this right." You were saying, you know, even I have my doubts and my days. One hundred percent. Yeah. So it's always good to throw stuff back out there like that. You know, I think in my case, I'm more talking less about like a lack of self-confidence. It's more like a, a lack of boldness in this arena. Yeah. And and I think for somebody like me, it probably bothers me even more because I'm otherwise bold. Yes. You seem very bold. (laughs) I'm pretty bold. And I'm very bold. So it's like, there's this sliver aspect that I, of myself that creatively expression wise, I I like limit myself and I wish I would. You're in your comfort zone. That's it. Yeah. I wish I would get out of the comfort zone a little more. I wish I'd let that side of me out a little bit more. And I admire women who do do it. All you have to do is do it. You got to get uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable sometimes to show your vulnerable side because it's not easy to be uh, like vulnerable. Even when I was writing that, it was not easy writing it because sure, I was like, oh my I God, what that. is someone going to like, the perception of it might be worse than it actually mm. is. Because a lot of people wrote me like thinking I was like literally like crying my eyes out. And I'm like, no, I was just trying to be honest. <laughs> but it's like the perception. <laughs> I didn't of read it, it like worse. that if that helps. Yeah, yeah. But again, like the perception <laughs> yeah. of things might be worse. Like what you're thinking in your head about how you're going to like, Let's just say you put on a bathing suit today and you just decided to take a photo. The perception of how bad that is in your mind might be worse than the actual idea. Like That's the a really idea good point. Of it. 
Yeah, that's a really good you, point. You're perceiving it differently. And then you're already waiting for the results in your mind. Yeah. You're like thinking about the results before they, co- they come. How about if you're pleasantly surprised that you look awesome? Yes, and I get you what you're saying. Awesome. Yeah, it's you know, a lot of like, you're like, it's a lot of mental stuff in my own head yes. before I even like take the step. Wow, that's totally. True. Okay. But it's also like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable like even working out like there's a there's a thing about like being uncomfortable it's not really comfortable to do these certain exercises that will make your body do like like your butt exercises they don't they're not comfortable they're not (laughs) but you know your butt will look good Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like you do those things that's why i think exercising for me is a mental game too because it definitely tests like who you are because you're like okay you're fearless, you're a hustler, you don't give up, there's all mm. these things. And th- those things, that's the only way I can actually display it in my own personal life. Because like, it's the only thing I can kind of control right now. There's I, not much in my control. I get that. Especially now in quarantine, like mm-hmm. we can't not control anything. So yeah. like, right now, if I if I physically push myself to a certain limit, and I'm like, Ooh, I did that. So like, what else can I do? And it just gets you yes. in this like zone of like, wait, Lisa, like you're not pushing at your potential. You're not pushing to where you should be pushing in your life, in your business, in your, in your being a mom. Like you're not going to those places that you should be going to the uncomfortable places. Mm. So I feel it's like a it's a good reminder. Like a it's, it's a, a good, good reminder. reminder. Yeah, yeah, because I am definitely a creature of comfort, as my husband would tell you. So I, I do have the, well, I can push myself and, and like just doing this episode, every episode I do yes. where I say something that's, but I, I think maybe I'm in a period of my life where all of this is, is like coming to the surface. So this is a, thank you for having that conversation with me. You're I appreciate welcome. it. And I'm sure. Um, I'm here. Thank you. So um, I could talk to you for another hour, clearly, I know, uh, but respecting <laughs> your time, if we could just wrap up with something just a little fun, a little more on the light side, can you okay. give us some tips? for looking as like looking good in photos, like what are some model tips and maybe like some fast and dirty tips for upping our fashion game? So upping your, I'm going to start there because that's easy. Uh, Upping your fashion game. I think just again, I'm off. I'm also one of those people like buy what makes you feel good. Don't buy things that you think are trendy Mm -hmm. or like people are wearing that you will feel like very uncomfortable in your own Skin just because like someone else has it or if it's in style buy things that are really classic like I love that's why I wear a lot of neutrals it's very classic it always will make you feel good in my opinion yeah and it just looks good in like you can wear it a year from now this is how I save a lot of money for for other people like you want to wear your things more than once right mm-hmm. like you don't want to wear it once and be like oh god I just spent all this money on this top and I just wore it once Yep. So I try to invest in certain pieces and I would say like a blazer, like I would say great jeans that just fit you perfectly that you like love and like a great pair of shoes always like mm-hmm. the trick, <laughs> at least for me, it's like yeah. everything, but just like great fit clothing and being a fit model for so long, it's like you can take something that does, that is just not cute and make it fit perfectly and you will look so good. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the fit. So I would say up in your game is just finding clothing that really fits your body and elevating your body type, not focusing on the flaws, focusing on the strengths of what like 
Like if you have great arms, like showcase your arms. Like if you have great, like anything that you feel like you're really proud of, you should be buying clothing around those things. Because Mm -hmm. again, it's not even like the fashion game. It's the confidence game that I think needs to be upped because you can wear anything. Right. Like I love that. My mom was like, Oh, you could wear a rag and still look good. Why? Like she always asked me that. And I'm like, I don't. And she, she's always like, she always has asked me that. And I I would always be like, I don't know. But now I I get older. I'm like realizing like it's about the confidence in the rag. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) when I was at FIT, (laughs) like, let me tell you, my parents were not buying me like a wardrobe school and like you needed. Like, so I would have to find thrifty ways to get myself to look good against someone else that had a lot of clothes and a lot. And even though my family was very, you know, good, really good financial situation, they were not going to buy me like Chanel bags. And go yes, to school. right. Like, not That's another level. Culture. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was part of it. So, yeah. and I just made it work. Like, it's like, you just make work. I think angles or everything. Mm. So what I suggest everyone does is finding the angle that works for you, your body type, and like what makes you feel really good in photos. Like it's all about the angle. Like even some girls like I see, because even in modeling, if you take a photo directly on and it's like not shifted of the hips, like I, it was so funny because we were in, um, Palm Springs and I was with friends and I literally was like positioning them like their bodies was like this <laughs> oh, is just awesome. more flattering <laughs> what a treat so uh-huh. like and now my friend is like oh my god like I love the way like my stomach looks now mm. like in all these photos but, like sometimes if you're just like standing there and it's just like planted feet like it's not as flattering so like you turn to the side a little and you kind of give a little not like your hips square to to the front, maybe if you like square to the side, just moving around and kind of finding like a better angle that works for you. So practicing in the mirror is like the best and taking like selfies or taking photos of like different positions of how you position your body and not standing stiff and like straight, always kind of like rock the hip. I always say like, just put your hip hip out. That's kind of Mm. like the thing or put Mm. a foot forward and not, not like stagger your feet a little bit or like bend your leg, like just certain things that you could do to like make yourself look better. Okay. And it sounds like it's going to be different for every one of us. So you have, you have to practice and like see what angle works for you. You have to practice. Okay. Yes. Because every angle, like some people love their photos taken from a really, really low angle and they shoot up. I sometimes don't love that as much as, I like just like um if someone holds the phone at a belly button or like I don't think it's really flattering when people hold their phones up here. So if someone's taking a photo of you and they have it like above their eye level, it's not going to be flattering to you and you're going to look worse. So normally it's like holding the camera really far down, tilting it up a little or holding it kind of like midsection on the person mm. so that those angles tend to kind of work. So if someone's like taking a photo of you, just tell them to like kind of bring their hands down. I like See that. how you That's like easy. it. That's and an just, easy tip. It's very easy. It could be like these things are just easy because it's just, it's all about angles, honestly, and lighting. If lighting's horrible, no one's going to look good. I don't care if you're like <laughs> Giselle Bunchen. Like your light is your friend. So lighting is everything. Okay. And I think also having like a flattering 
outfit. Sometimes people shy away from like super fitted, like even this top, like I see people are like, that's super fitted. Like, I'm not going to look at I bet you it would be more slimming and more Mm. like better if you just kind of suck it up and just wear the top. I actually because get that. Like if you wear something really yes, big. Yes, totally. Yeah. Both of my mom, my mom and my sister have, have like big boobs. And so I always try to like dress my mom and I'm like, you can't wear, like, I know you think like these loose mm-hmm. garments, like they just don't look flattering on her body type yep. because she has like such big boobs. So yes. like, it's just not flattering. So when she, I dress her in like a V-neck top that's like fitted, it, she looks so different. She looks like she lost 10 pounds, but right. she really didn't do anything. Yes. It's really I get that. how like you, how to dress for your type is like key because like, I know how, what works for my body, but you have to know what works for your body. And that's like the best advice I could ever give anyone is like, everyone's so unique and different and what makes them feel good. Some people love their legs. Some people hate their legs. Some people love their arms. Some people hate their arms. It's like, you're never going to get a one size fits all. You just kind of have to figure out clothes that work for you. But finding great fit is everything. That's what I will say. Great fit. Like it doesn't Uh, have to be expensive. It's fit. So like trying on the right size helps. Like certain people wear the wrong size. It's so weird for me to even like talk about, but like people aren't wearing the right size clothes because (laughs) they think like, oh, this makes me feel more comfortable. But sometimes like, it's not supposed to feel comfortable. It's just supposed to look really good. Right. Um, <laughs> I even sometimes, because, you know, I am short and I'm petite. I yeah. sometimes even just take clothes to like, you don't have to spend tons of money, go to the dry cleaner yeah. seamstress because just uh, having her, <laughs> just having her adjust, right. A little yeah. bit here and there makes all the difference. I think we've kind of lost perhaps the, like the art of tailoring in loss but that's what my job as a fit model was they tailored it to my body so of course it would look great because they made it for me made it for you but like literally they would sew it on to like my body and what i realized is like gosh if everyone could have that it would be like everybody would look great but unfortunately Mm -hmm. you don't but you have access to a dinner so like there's really no excuse you could take a ten dollar top and make it fit you like a glove and wear the living hell out of it. And you, will, you, know, like, you don't have to spend a lot of money. That's well you know? said. Well said. Would you say that uh, that's one of the tricks of like very photogenic people like you and all the things that you were also, would you say that like all the things you were saying, the tips for taking good photos, do you think that some people are just more photogenic or some people just know their angles and they're like, no, they're- really? I think they are photogenic I will say there, there there is that thing about like oh that girl just knows how to take a good picture but I will say it's learned from trial and error from being like oh like I know for even my personal I'm like oh don't ever do that angle ever again like it doesn't work for me it makes me look short it makes me look like not myself yes. and you know certain angles don't let don't are not flattering and it doesn't matter what you look like it's just preference again it's like preference of like what is really flattering on you so I think it's the learn thing right. and I also think that but a, a lot of people are photogenic but I think it's also like a learn I think everyone right can kind of I, I like that I like that because then that means the rest of us can do it we can just practice yeah. and put the work in and and you know people who are models that's your job like you spend time working of on course. but it's also like I still spend time working on angles mm-hmm. like I still spend time on like oh let me practice another pose and like it sounds silly but it's all kind of like the work that you put into something is what you're going to get out of it Absolutely. so like you know 
put in the work of like, wait, this might not, you know, but lighting and angles are your friends and good clothes. Cause I literally could wear something even right now that's like super loose and flowy. And I would look like a different person on camera. Like again, knowing what works on camera versus what Mm. doesn't work. Like working in reality and working on photos is two different. different. I noticed that too. Because I noticed that. I look so cute in this outfit. Then I went to take a photo of it. I'm like, okay, it's not a photogenic outfit. Sometimes it's good to remember. Wrap well. Right, right. It's good to remember that not every outfit. It's like don't beat yourself up. Not not every outfit is made for a photo. Great place to wrap it up. Lisa, thank you for being such an amazing guest. Thank you (laughs) for having me. Of course. And so I'm going to link to your website and your Instagram, of course. But if you want, if there's any like project or thing coming up that you want to mention that listeners should check out, this would be a good time. I do have a project. I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. (laughs) I love when people do that. It's great. (laughs) On my Instagram and I'll be announcing stories but I always have something in the works I'm always working on something and if you want some positivity come follow me (laughs) that's the truth I'm sure people have picked that up by now by my talking about what you put out there but thank you again thank you so much you all enjoyed that conversation with Lisa. And as I sign off here, I just want to wish you a very happy new year to you and your families. And I'm hoping that you're with me in moving into 2021 with renewed spirits. Just a reminder, a new YouTube channel is up, Bella Figura, The Tradition of Living Beautifully. Please check it out and please subscribe. You can also sign up for my newsletter at bellafigurapodcast.com. And please DM me or email me at Dolores at bellafigurapodcast.com with your thoughts and any show ideas and uh, now even any video ideas like things that you'd like to see or guests that you would like for me to pursue, topics you'd like for me to cover. I really appreciate your uh, being with me this year. It's had so many ups and downs And I'm really looking forward to a new start with all of you at my side. So here's to knowing your roots and cultivating a beautiful life from their power. 